Good morning. Oh, Ian hanging out with you as Gene is vacationing today. It is currently 6.10 and uh, 33 degrees outside. I don't know why, but every morning when I let the dogs out, I like to, um, you know, to see if I can see my breath. And I'm like, oh, it's getting closer and closer to winter. Uh, what am I talking about? Hey, guess what? Target, everyone's favorite French discount store, had a big announcement this week. Not only are they offering Black Friday deals early this year, well, some holiday bargains have already begun right here in October. They're also bringing it back. Not your mom's Tupperware. It's been around for over 75 years, and its latest model of food storage covers pretty much every size, shape, and color you can imagine. It's never gone away, but... It got a boost in popularity by being sold through the retail giant. And, uh, of course, there's cheaper versions of food storage container containers. But with care, these bad boys last for years. The Tupperware CEO, Miguel Fernandez, said, I am proud to lead a company whose standards have never wavered in a long-lasting legacy. A company synonymous with durability and trust. A company committed to continued Reinvention, the curated product selection at Target exemplifies what I love best about the Tupperware brand. And I couldn't be more excited that more people than ever get to add them to their lives. It's not cheap. Ranges anywhere from $8 for single containers and up to $80 for an entire Tupperware heritage collection. But the old saying goes, you do get what you pay for. And I've told many people this over the years. If you want all the details and more information, go check it out at Mix108.com, the Mix108 app. And we got so much coming up this hour. Plus, I got Lizzo just around the corner. Some of Mad Dragons, too, on Mix108. Good morning. You can get big. Right. So I love myself a good movie. And I've been going to movies since before I can even remember. It was how my dad and me bonded. We could, we would go to a movie every weekend. And it was just amazing. And I would just get lost in the cinema. And uh, it was my happy place. So let's talk Avatar. Big movie. Everyone loves it. Now, a lot of movies film back to back, you know, for actors' sake, stuff like that. You know, there's a whole bunch of reasons. James Cameron isn't making back-to-back Avatar movies. Oh, no. No, 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 no. He's making four back-to-back-to-back-to-back. First of the movies, Avatar The Way of Water doesn't even debut until December. And uh, James Cameron already shot a significant portion of the fourth film the franchise producer john landau presented some footage from the way of water at the international film festival in busan this week where he gave information on the franchise he said we completed most of the first act of avatar 4 and there were logistical reasons why we needed to do that we designed most of the whole movie for avatar 4 but we haven't actually filmed all of it just the first act i think that is crazy that um what, the second one's coming out later this year, and they're already shooting the fourth film? Whew. Well, here's my hot take. All right, don't get me wrong. Visually stunning work of art. I thought the CGI was amazing. Honestly, 
as a whole? Overrated. That's right. Overrated. I just, you know, I've I've seen this story before. Pocahontas, Fern Gully, Dances with Wolves. Oh, look, now they're blue aliens on a different planet. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I just, there was nothing, there was no charm about it. I didn't think the jokes were that great. I think the dialogue is bleak, meh. If that, there was no performance that stood out. Yes, awesome. Sigourney Weaver was in it. She is great. In the movie, eh, her character was a little meh. Uh, Sam Worthington, another great actor. This movie, eh, not the best. I just, you know, I go back and I try to watch the movie. I remember first going to see it in the theater and people actually clapping. And I'm like, hmm. I'm not feeling it. I don't know if I had high expectations or what, but I just felt like it's been done before. Yes, visually stunning, but there was just nothing about it that was like, oh my gosh, this is the best movie ever. I mean, you know, everyone's entitled to their own opinion. You don't have to listen to me, but uh, that's that's just how I feel. I feel like Avatar's overrated. I'm going to stick to it. I am sorry if you don't agree, but... That's the way. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. I like it. All right, let's move on and talk about how to win some money. Mix 108. You know, I am still on a movie kick, and I apologize if you are done with me talking about movies, but I love them. Big part of my childhood. And uh, speaking of my childhood, let's talk about 12 nostalgic 90s classics that are still great movies. Now, I'm not going to go through all of them. Just some highlights. Uh, 1999, Fight Club. I would talk about it, but uh, the first rule of Fight Club, you can't talk about Fight Club. I still go back and watch that movie from time to time, though. Ten things I hate about you. Every decade sees their fair share of teen rom-coms, but not all of them are memorable. This one sticks out as a genuine highlight of the genre, anchored by its refreshingly witty script, charming leads. I mean, come on. Heath Ledger, Julia Stiles, literally perfect. So now it was based on William Shakespeare's The Taming of the Shrew, loosely. And of course, it follows new student Cameron as he aims to relax his father's strict rules on dating by setting his stubborn sister, Kat, of course, played by Julia Stiles. Cameron was Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Set her up with a bad boy, Patrick, played by the one, the only Heath Ledger. The course of true love never did run smooth, and it takes a while for those young lovers to finally see eye to eye. But when they do, tell you what, this movie is totally swoon-worthy. Oh, 10 things I hate about you. Love it. Dazed and confused. All right, all right, all right. Though it was made in the 90s, it did an amazing job capturing the 70s perfectly. Taking place over the course of one adrenaline-fueled night in a small Texas town at the start of summer, the film passes the narrative between its endearing high school characters like a slow-burning joint. All right. 
If you watched this film while in high school, you undoubtedly related with one of its many cliques, the laid-back stoners, the popular football players, the academic smarty-pants A students, and the list goes on and on. The movie simply captures the mundane thrill of high school experience no matter what decade you watch in. Oh, 100%. Let's not forget one of my favorite slasher films, of the 90s, Wes Craven's Scream, and is often credited with revitalizing the genre in the 90s, thanks to its subversion of cliched scary movie tropes. It was inspired by the real-life case of the Gainesville Ripper, as well as Craven's own passion for horror flicks. While Scream features knockout performances from David Arquette, Neve Campbell, and Courtney Cox, the film's other main star is the soundtrack. Well... You got that right. Plus, uh, Matthew Lillard and Jamie Kennedy, honestly, I felt like stole the show in that, but uh, to each their own. And lastly, I'll leave you with one of the best movies about baseball of all time, The Sandlot, set against the backdrop of the San Fernando Valley in the summer of 1962. The film follows a group of young boys who play baseball in a daily in a local sandlot. Roger Ebert, uh, criticized it by calling it a summertime version of a Christmas story. Of course, the film conjures up those warm, lazy days of youth spent getting into mischief with your neighborhood playmates. Oh, I miss those days. And of course, it has become a cult classic ever since. You can see the full list online at Mix108.com and the Mix108 app. Those are just some of my favorites of the 90s. And of course, the Disney version of The Lion King or the animated version of The Lion King. All that more coming up. I got my toolbox also at 710. Stick around. Stay tuned on Mix 108. Good morning. You can get bacon and... Stupidest, dumbest, most idiotic people on earth. It's Ian's Toolbox on Mix 108. What a tool. Just when you think you've seen it all, a Wichita man was arrested earlier this week after he hits a ride to almost Oklahoma City holding on the back rails of a semi-truck. That's right. An intoxicated man decided to hold on the rails of a semi-truck to go for a ride for almost 130 miles. Two hours went from Kansas to Oklahoma at about 2.30 in the morning. He was a 30-year-old, and uh, he was just hoping to go on, go for a ride. A lot of people are calling it luck that he did not fall off or that he was not injured. And a lot of people are saying, well, he took a crazy joyride. He got some misdemeanor charges, which he uh, pleaded not guilty to. Uh, Over in New Jersey, (laughs) a uh, fugitive from justice made herself pretty easy to find as she applied for a job with the county's sheriff's office. Well, you know, the law enforcement agency that specializes in picking people up wanted for outstanding warrants. The 27-year-old was charged with being a fugitive from justice. She was wanted by authorities in Pennsylvania for failure to appear in court on charges of fraud and additional 10 bench warrants for a failure to appear in court on traffic charges. You gotta know that there are warrants out for your arrest before you apply for something like the sheriff's office. Um, By the way, she was applying to be a security guard at the sheriff's office, in case you're wondering. 
And then lastly, a wedding argument at a Pennsylvania golf course reportedly ended with a man driving a car into the creek. I, uh, come on, guys. So any good wedding ends with a car in a creek, right? Well, according to people, the husband and wife got into an argument at a wedding that they held at a golf club in Pennsylvania. The wife got out of the car and walked onto the golf course. The husband then followed in his car and ended up, yep, you guessed it, in a creek fronting the 17th green. He must have misjudged the wind. The cops were called and the husband was, wait for it, sober. Did not see that one coming. There was no damage to the course and no charges were filed. However, the couple responsible for the wedding can now no longer hold an event at the club for two years. So let's get this straight. Fancy golf course wedding. Check. Argument with the spouse. Uh, Checkerino. Driving into a water hazard out of spite. Hey, look at that. Another check. Bonus. Getting the wedding party banned from having events there for two years. A check and a check. That's going to do it for my Friday's edition of Toolbox. I'm going to close this bad boy and wait to see what the weekend brings us. Coming up, we'll be talking about what the deck is offering for nonprofit organizations and more. Right now, it's Glass Animals on Mix 108. Good morning. Been a challenge for many nonprofits. However, a new initiative could help Northland volunteers raise money while having fun and helping out at the same time. Deck executive Dan Hartman unveiled a new initiative called Fundraising at the Deck during a recent presentation literally held yesterday. The program allows volunteers an opportunity to assist at events in exchange for donations. So really, it's a win-win situation for both parties. So how exactly does it work? Well, interested volunteers sign up to work a variety of tasks at upcoming events at the Deck. Hartman explained that the volunteers would do things like handing guests popcorn and helping them find their seats. At events, the sort of tasks that don't require specific training or demand that an employee who's liable carry them out. In return, the volunteer hours or service, the deck would make a cash donation to the nonprofit they select. That way, not only does the nonprofit get to fundraise in a neat in a unique way, the entertainment complex also has access to extra hands it often needs, especially during events. So while the program is new to the Twin Ports, it's a common element that happens at other venues around the country. Hartman specifically name-checked the Target Center and the Sanford Center as venues who have similar programs. So now you're wondering, when does it start? Well, I got news for you. Soon. According to the deets the venue shared on the official Facebook page of the deck, they hope to have its first fundraising volunteers working in the stands for the UMD Bulldogs versus Wisconsin Badger Hockey Series, October 21st and 22nd. So that is indeed coming up. And uh, if you want to take advantage of it, all you need to do is email the deck at hello at deck.org to get started and all the deets and info online, mix108.com, mix108 app as well. What a cool way to help out. That's awesome. Definitely a win-win. For both parties involved. Are you in the market for... 
I am feeling the energy this morning. It is a fry yay. That sun is starting to shine down. Still a little chilly, still a little breezy, but you know what? We're going to get through it together because you know what? If no one has told you yet, you're amazing and you got this. So how soon is too soon for holiday shopping? Well, again, talking about Target has begun with the Target deal days. So I'm sure you've seen them in a number of stores while shopping in the Northland, whether you're looking to get something for Halloween, but uh, we're not talking about Halloween displays. Oh, no. Christmas displays are already up, and it seems like these holiday items are on full display earlier every year. That is really weird. I uh, guess I can see why lights and outdoor decorations are available in the fall. It is the best time to string up those outside lights before it turns, well, I don't have to say it, do I? But uh, when is too soon for holiday shopping season to begin? Should we wait until the day after Thanksgiving? Well, according to Target, the answer is no. In fact, they got deals going on right now. There's a three-day event called Target Deal Days that features over a half a million holiday gift and deals across the latest toys, electronics, video games, big savings in beauty, food, beverage, and everyday essentials. The new offerings from top national and only at Target brands. Target went on to say, we're excited to bring the Target holiday magic to help guests get into the spirit of the season with our first holiday savings event. They'll find some of our best deals on the newest must-have items and the essentials they need every day. Of course, I was an executive vice president and chief growth officer of Target. And uh, they uh, definitely have quite the deals everywhere from up to 50% off select toys to 40% off floor care, 40% off clothes, and so much more. You can get all the details and the info, plus they're offering a holiday price match guarantee, which means if the price goes lower at Target later in the season, the retail, the retailer will match it. So uh, check it out, Mix108.com, the Mix108 app. It is happening, uh, started yesterday, actually, and it goes through Saturday. So if you're looking to get on these deals, uh, now would be the time to do it, baby. Uh, coming up, we got Sia, Post Malone, and Doja Cat, and more right here. On Mix 108, good morning. Mix 108. So usually gas prices go down this time of year, but your eyes are deceiving you because they have suddenly began rising once again in our great state. So usually about the time the leaves start to fall here, you can count on the cost of filling up your vehicles also to fall. Well, those lower prices are often the result of refineries starting to produce more heating oil and less expensive winter blend of gasoline, along with reduced consumer demand, because, you know, we typically don't take as many road trips in the fall as we do in the summer, all of which result in cheaper gas prices. Woo! Well, that's not the case this year. If you haven't noticed, after several months of going down, gas prices are suddenly on the rise again in the bold north. In fact, AAA Minnesota says that as of October 6th, Gas prices across the state are at $3.78 a gallon. That's up 11 cents from just a week ago. So what gives? What's going on? Well, I guess we can partially blame OPEC plus the Alliance of Oil Producing Countries who just voted to cut production. 
The Energy Ministries voted Wednesday to cut production by a larger-than-expected 2 million barrels per day starting in November to support sagging oil prices, a move that could deal the struggling global economy another blow and raise pump prices for U.S. drivers. So, with that going on, uh, there's also an unexpected refinery shutdowns in Indiana, Toledo, and along the Gulf Coast, which also contributes to the raising gas prices in our neck of the woods. But uh, some say relief is on the way. We inch closer to $4 a gallon. At least, they're still well below the highest all-time price of four seventy-five, which was hit of June 15th this year. Of course, they're also quite a bit higher than the $3.02 a gallon we were paying in October of last year. So here's open. They start coming down soon. And, of course, you can see all uh, Twitter reactions and stuff as well and more information and details online at Mix108.com, the Mix108 app. Can I get the same? One of the most beautiful. And uh, no, it's not Duluth. It's not Hermantown. It's not Proctor. It's not two harbors. All the way to Grand Marais. Ooh, look at that. I'm a poet and didn't even know it. <laughs> Ooh, this small town was just named one of the most beautiful in the country by a prestigious magazine. Mm. But I get it. So it's located right along the shores of Lake Superior. Super popular to those that live in the Northland and those that come from all over just to go there. There's something always going on and always something to do. Uh, did I mention it's Absolutely gorgeous. Now, this isn't the first time Grand Marais has been giving a title like this. A few years back, they were voted the best small town in the country. And, uh, well, that took towns with a population of less than 10,000 people into consideration. So, if you ever travel up the North Shore to see the fall colors, well, being named one of the most beautiful small towns might convince you to just go all the way to Grand Marais. The list was done by Architectural Digest, which is, of course, a prestigious magazine. I don't know why, but every time I say prestigious, I feel like I've got to do a little accent for it. Now, they released their list of the 55 most beautiful small towns in America. If you forget the name of the magazine, it's Prestigious Architectural Digest. And considering how many small towns there actually are, I think it's quite the accomplishment. Now, they released this list last month and includes some amazing places, but Grand Marais stands out because, I mean, it's Minnesota, so the thought of cold with nothing going on, you know, hey. So how did exactly the prestigious Architectural Digest draft the list? Well, according to them, they looked at things like access to nature, which is something Grand Marais certainly has, and the presence of historic districts. The thing that likely sealed the deal is that Architectural Digest also looked at the t- Oh, man. (laughs) Topography, topography, I don't know, of different places and how appealing it is. Well, Grand Marais sits right on the shores of Lake Superior, so it doesn't get quite more beautiful than that. Also came in at number 45 on the list, and the article states that it made the cut based on the fact that it acts as a getaway to the popular Boundary Waters and is a town rich in the arts despite its size. It also has some cool and unique Places to do things like crafts and soap making, which aren't found everywhere and certainly not in small towns. So, uh, hey, hats off to Grand Marais. You know, pretty proud of a small Minnesota town making the list in the midst of places like Hawaii, Florida, and other tropical paradises. 
So if you're taking a trip up the North Shore, maybe head out to Grand Marais and see how beautiful it really is. Why not? You can get the full list, all the details online at Mix108.com, the Mix108 app as well. That is going to do it for the wonderful morning show. Mine is Gene Ryan. I know. I know. I'm sad, too. We'll hug it out later. It's fine. She'll be back again on the show Monday morning, starting at 6 a.m., where we will start up again the pin to win. And uh, there's I got another one coming up next hour, by the way, pretty shortly here. Also, Monday, cannot wait. We are giving away tickets to see Ed Sheeran live at U.S. Bank Stadium with his Mathematics Tour. That's right. Win before you can actually buy tickets. It's all happening. Starting Monday morning, Gene and me, oh, so excited. Can't wait. If you ever miss the morning show or want to hear it again, check out our podcast available off the Mix 108 app or anywhere you get your podcasts. Stick around. 80 minutes commercial-free music coming up on Mix 108. Oh.